Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. It's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Well, good afternoon and welcome. Good to have you with us today for the Friday edition of Lifeline for this 24th day of April. Ah, not your turn yet. And my goodness, just about marking an anniversary here of a month since the lockdown in Northern California. And uh, no doubt as the weather is getting better, you're starting to get a bit more of that cabin fever going on. And uh, Not your turn yet. I think we all certainly appreciate the desire to be out and about, but not quite yet. Important that we continue to follow the instructions of health authorities for the best interest of not just ourselves, our immediate families and others, but also in the best interest of all of the healthcare workers who've done such an amazing job over the course of the last month dealing with this tragic disease. And while indeed there's a lot of um, darkness and uh, fear in relationship to COVID-19, there's also, I think, tremendous cause to be hopeful because such a time as this, our faith can carry us through these kinds of experiences As we are reminded in Scripture, I love that passage in Romans 8 and 38. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Encouraging words on this Friday edition of Lifeline as we head into the weekend, or as we now call it around my house, what day is it? (laughs) Ah, not your turn yet. We're going to pull back the curtain and invite a couple of special guests to step up to the microphone as um, fourth Friday of each month here on Lifeline. It's an opportunity to open the word with Dr. Phil Howard. And of course, Pastor Howard is the pastor emeritus and founding pastor of Valley Bible Church in Hercules. And of course, the broadcast ministry comes your way each weekday morning at 5.30 a.m. with Truth For Today with Dr. Phil Howard. Ah, not your turn yet. It is always a delight to have this opportunity to open the Word and come and reason together. And so to get things started here, a man who is uh, not often known for his reasoning or reasonableness... We say that in jest. Delighted always to have my good friend and colleague and sometimes partner in crime, Mr. Andy Froyland, to take over the proceedings. Brother, some people will do anything to get into this studio. All right, finally, it's your turn. All right, Craig here. You got to... Brother, you've got to wear the face mask closer to the lungs for it to be effective during this COVID crisis, brother. Um, Thank you, Craig. Uh, While you try and get that mask out of your throat, 
<laughs> we'll continue on. Lord have mercy. What we won't do around here just to get a few minutes of your ear time. Welcome to Lifeline. Glad to have you with us tonight. Um, we, as Craig mentioned, every last Friday of the month get a chance to spend some time with you just opening up God's Word and seeing if we can't walk you through a few things that uh, might be encouraging to you, especially as you uh, try to live out your life for Christ. And along those lines, we open up the phone lines at 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. If you've got a question for the pastor, he is in tonight. And tonight is kind of a Well, kind of a marriage and family night, I guess. I'm not sure. You know, we live in such a fast-paced life, so much so that we've been conditioned to moving from event to event, even to the point, well, even to the point that we've come to be identified with these events that command and, dare I say, enslave us. And then... Well, like a brick wall, COVID-19 stops it all. And once we get past the dazed and confused moments after this collision, we're left wondering, how do you do life? Now, if you find yourself in that situation tonight, you, you, you've been with your family for a month now, whether you're a wife, a husband, maybe you're a teenage uh, high schooler or college student who is still living at home, wondering Who are these people I'm living with? Well, the fact is, you really haven't had a chance to live with them all that much because our life here in the Bay Area really is chaotic at best. And uh, Pastor Phil, as we get things underway, I'm I'm continually thinking of Psalm 4610, uh, where he says, Be still and know that I am God. And that be still part, we just really struggle with that here in the Bay Area, don't we? It, it truly is a struggle. Uh, it's amazing any time uh, you shut up human beings with each other, even if, think of all the people that may be uh, singles, uh, widowed, uh, no matter, uh, we think of families, but think of that person who is living alone, Hmm. and uh, uh, it's amazing. If you just set a human being in a room, and alone with their own thoughts, they get depressed, angry, moody, blue, just our own human, and then you throw that together with more individuals who may be having the same symptoms, the same human frailties, and uh, you've got what is the combination for conflict and disaster. And I think what I would like for us to do in the broadcast tonight is to look at God's instructions for the Christian home that is controlled by the Spirit and what those dynamics can look like. Uh, I think this can be a nightmare or a great opportunity. Uh, I think of my father, a blue-collar iron worker, uh, dangerous work, but when I think about it, I only got him on the weekend. He came home, ate dinner, take a shower, maybe stay up another hour and a half, go to bed. Little one-on-one time uh, because of 
the schedule and the job, like many of our listening audience, men driving trucks. But all of a sudden, you've been given one month to really get to know your kids and for them to know you, uh, to help around the house, uh, to help on the homeschooling, to uh, walk with them. But it's God says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. So God has determined this event upon the world. He has permitted it. Let's redeem the opportunity, and we'll look at Ephesians and to see some principles for how we can get along with one another only and through the influence and the control of the Spirit. And I I hope you will lay hold of that, because God wants to fill you with His Spirit. Think of it this way. We have deficiencies in our personality, deficiencies in our outlook, our perspectives. The Holy Spirit comes to fill up what's lacking in me in Christ-likeness. Let's say patience, uh, joy, maybe. Uh, this I'm not happy. I don't like what's going on. I want my job back. Uh, real, real missing. But let's see what the Spirit of God will be willing to do with you if you'll but yield to Him and rely on the Spirit. He is adequate for every situation. He really is. And you know, Pastor Phil, I, 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 I gave us uh, Psalm 4610, Be still and know that I am God. You know, uh, uh, for all of us who are listening in tonight, that psalm begins with this admonition. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. So tonight, as we spend time together, I pray that uh, we are an encouragement to you and that we give you some insight and some real practical help tonight and how to go about living this new life that you find yourself in the middle of. And yes. as Pastor Phil mentioned just a moment ago, for those of you who are single, oh man, it's even worse. I mean, it's hard enough for those of us who've lived this hectic life to reconnect with that family that we've seen in, in fits and starts. But for those of you who have to live alone because of this shelter in place, oh, I pray that tonight is a real encouragement for you. We're going to take a quick time out. When we get back, we'll dive into Ephesians and spend some time with you tonight. Along the way, again, if you have questions, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X. That's 888-367-5329. Let's take a quick time out. We're off to the KFAX Traffic Center. We've got a look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. No, not Craig Roberts. It's Pastor Phil Howard in the house tonight. And uh, unlike Lucy, we won't even charge you the five cents. You can tap into us for free tonight, 888-F-O-R-K-F-A-X, 888-367-5329. Walking you through some uh, practical help tonight on how to work through the new dynamic you find yourself in the middle of with this pandemic crisis that we find ourselves sitting in and wondering what now and uh pastor phil as we uh as we left the for the break we were talking about the fact that a lot of our answers tonight can be found in ephesians so 
If you would, let's uh, crack the word open, and why don't I'm just going to hand it off to you and let you dive right in, brother. Let's do it. Let me uh, read uh, Ephesians uh, 5.18. I'll begin there. And it really, in, in the Greek text, it's a present tense. Stop getting drunk on wine. Now, now that's the real distinction. I don't think the Bible is totally against uh, wine, but it is against getting drunk. And this time being at home, uh, with the nerves being uh, a little raw, it, it would be an easy time to abuse uh, drink and do things you wish you would and wouldn't do. But he said, Brother, I've got an alternative to you. Why don't you be filled with the Spirit? Now, he's certainly contra- uh, contrasting that to drunk with wine, and the idea is be controlled, be influenced in your behavior. And let's, what does a spirit-filled person look like? Well, he goes on to say, they talk to one another in Psalms. You quoted Psalms 46. They talk to each other in hymns. Uh, and most of them in the early church were the Psalms, but great songs about him about God, and then songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Several things. Uh, Take this time to sing as a family. Do you sing, or do you just listen to music? And uh, if you can't remember any of the uh, songs, maybe... Get a hymn book, go on your phone, look up uh, songs that you may know. Uh, Other words, singing and giving thanks to God. Be thankful you've got a house. Be thankful you've got a home. Thankful for the living members that are around you, whether that's wife, parents, children. Thank God they're not there to do combat, they're there to be cherished, even as you should be. But sometimes you say, I get irritated, Uh, I'm an impatient person, Uh, maybe I have problems with anger. There's a cure, getting filled with the Spirit. And here's the big issue, how do I I get filled with the Spirit? There seems to be a hundred formulas for But as I understand it, in the New Testament, we're given faith as you receive Christ by faith. By faith, keep relying on Christ, relying on the Spirit. You tell God, I need your help. I'm impatient. The kids are driving me wild. God's Spirit can fill up for your lack of character and produce Christ-likeness, which is patience, love, long-suffering, all of this. And you say, where can I get my tank filled with Christ-like character? Uh, He never scared children. He never did box a child. He never did call a child dummy. The children always wanted to look up Christ. You don't look up a scary adult. 
Don't, but children, show them Christ. Show them Christ. And, uh, you know, raising some children of my own, uh, I've had the Spirit of God in the middle of, uh, I think, anger, and in the middle of over-discipline, ready? I've had, I've had the, the paddle lifted up and ready to spank, as like the Lord speak to my heart. Did they rebel, or did they make a mistake? Did they rebel, or did they? And I, the Lord stopped me. I told my daughter, God just interrupted your dad and said he's being overbearing. God doesn't spank me for mistakes. He spanks me for rebellion. Mm. And Dad, don't be too hard on those dear children. They'll be gone sooner than you realize. I know my children have given me grandchildren. It's been years since the diaper's been changed in this house. It will quickly pass. Redeem this time to make an impression on your children like never before. Uh, and the Spirit of God is there to be, as it were, the grease that takes away the squeaks and the irritation in human interaction. It's just a part of the... You're not weird, you're just human. We all have those irritations. But thank God, the Spirit's there, and guess what he says? By the way, submit one to another. And it's going to develop that. That's a dirty word anymore. When you say submission, everybody thinks, uh-oh, he's going to go after the women. No, he says it first of all to all of us. Show a submissive spirit, first of all, to the Spirit of God. And then, don't be a tyrant. Be a help to the wife, the wife to you, and to each other. And then he develops, wife, follow your husband in everything. And the, I, I don't think he meant this to be, follow your husband as they are drunk, are they abusive. No, he's assuming a Christian home where Christ has control over a man. Don't ever sin. Don't ever do what a... Uh, out-of-control man would tell you, Christ is Lord. We only submit because the Spirit makes us submit to Christ. We do it in the church. We do it in government. If the government says stay home, why should we? We could say, they're not telling me what to do. Or we could say, I'll submit. God told believers, submit to rulers. They're there for our good. And so God will energize you to do that. Then, of course, he's going to talk about the husband. Husband, demonstrate the kind of love that led Christ to the cross. I, I have to say this. It's easy to submit to someone that died for you. And you see nail prints in his hands and said, Would you be willing to follow me? Versus following an imperfect person. But there's, God gave us help. He gave us the Holy Spirit. That imperfect help is in the church. We get to expecting so much of leaders. We want perfection. We want what we don't offer. 
We want people. Why do we despise in others what we tolerate in ourselves? Pushing ourselves forward. In the home, just think, I've got a sacrificially loving husband that is good to me. I have a wife that we're not here for combat. We're here to compliment one another. Let me say this. Be careful. I, I counsel uh, couples for years, preparing them for marriage. And I always tell them, the kissing is easy. The, the maturity will be challenged by the ability to resolve conflict. And the first test, it will be a battle over who wins the argument. You see, I grew up a semi-scrapper growing up where I did. It was, it was survival. I had no choice but to have to fight because of the schools I went to that were rowdy. And in marriage, I was determined I would win all arguments. And eventually I found out I was winning arguments and losing my wife. Hmm. And I was shown something, I think it was David Augsburger showed it to me. That in conflict, it's not who's right, but it's a matter of what is right. What would God have you to do when there's this conflict? Right. Do you want to win over your wife? Wife, do you want to win over the man? That is no longer the goal. It, uh, Jesus ruins the fighting spirit in you. You can't fight to win over a human being. You want to stand for truth. What is the issue that is causing the conflict? Finances, uh, how the children are treated, maybe uh, respect, listening to each other. Don't, Don't get in any conflict during this time that you're out to prove, I can beat you. No, no. Stephen Colby said that, even himself. He said... It's not who's right. We both have to win. And your whole family's got to win during this time. Don't lose the battle in this testing time. God Mm -hmm. test us. Uh, See, God is testing the whole country because some of us will not listen to God until he lets us taste pain. Pain, C.S. Lewis said, is God's megaphone to talk to a deaf world. Were you going to church before this uh, virus? Were you praying before this? Were you uh, showing your love and consideration for your loved ones before this? Uh, Maybe God has appointed that the whole world, listen to me, your mother, your father, your children are on the precipice of eternity because one deadly virus can kill any member of your family any day. This is no time to fight with your family and devalue them. May no. God enable you to treat your wife with a sacrificial love. And dear wife, don't be down that man that maybe is, is laid off work, doesn't know what to do, feels lazy, feels no good. Uh, finances are knocking at the door. If ever you needed to call on the Lord's help, support one another. Before this broadcast, my wife 
gave me a five to ten minute talk that ignited my spirit, lifted my spirit, and as I prepare a birthday card for her birthday, I said, I thank God that when he handed out gifts, he gave you to me. Amen. couples, value that God put you together, and don't let the, the tension and the, uh, the challenge of the moment, don't let it be a defeat. Let it be a growing time. Amen. Amen to that. Uh, Pastor Phil, you mentioned something. We'll deal with this on the other side of the break, but I think it's something that we need to look at as well. All of what you're saying requires a good deal of uh, selflessness, self-sacrifice. I mean, instead of submission, you could use selflessness. Um, I think that goes hand in hand. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. We do need to take a quick time out, pay some bills, make sure Craig can come back to a place that's operating on uh, uh, next week, and uh, he, he can go back to work again. So let's do that, shall we? Right now, though, let's head over to the KFAX Traffic Center. We'll take a quick look at your commute, pay some bills, and be back. And now, back to Lifeline. He's Pastor Phil Howard. He is the founding pastor of Valley Bible Church, Pastor Emeritus there as well, and he is on board tonight to answer any questions you might have as it relates to uniquely and specifically um, what's going on in your home, what's going on in your family, things you're struggling with right now, especially because you find yourself at a halt when you've been so accustomed to the breakneck speed that uh, you've been living here in the Bay Area. And it is our hope and prayer that you're finding real encouragement tonight. Pastor Phil, um, you were talking uh, over the, the last, just before the last break, about some things that are, are really touching home. And, and, you know, if I'm to put on my listener hat, a couple of questions that come to mind are, well, you know, because of the hectic life I live, um, our family doesn't sing like you're suggesting. Um we rarely, if ever, spend time in Scripture together as a family or even prayer, except for maybe at a meal because we're just too busy. Well, how do I get back in that? It just feels weird to be able to do it. My kids look at me kind of weird. Um, and I and I think about that, Phil, and I think, well, how selfless are you? And that is a key ingredient to all of this, isn't it? A, a, a real aspect of selflessness, huh? Is uh, and I, I think how uh, we fill time with uh, all meaningless activity, and uh, I think when you're younger, think, oh, if I just had time to be with that darling little girl, that little boy, oh, if I just had more time, you've got it now, and I trust that the home is not full of complaining. Uh, full of uh, domestic quarreling, which they say there's been a huge increase of this kind of thing that uh, you find out that so Hollywood has marketed the one-night stand and the sensuous always seems to dominate. And now we're down to where life really meets the, the rough place. Can we suffer together? Can you know my my parents came through a depression. Uh, they had buried children before uh, on the seventh child, so they had buried two 
before I ever came along. And much of their around the Christmas tree kind of stories were where God had brought them from, uh, the grace of God that enabled them to bury those boys in Kansas, and your hardships. And I think America has been so blessed. It's like, did you give him thanks when everything was going your way? Did, did you give him thanks when you, you were getting a raise and a bonus and uh, having a great weekend with the wife, let's say? But in all things, give thanks, for this is the will of God. Why don't you start several things? Why don't you give thanks with the family every morning for five things. Let the children say something, the wife. If you're believers in Christ, uh, could you read a passage? Maybe read Psalms 46. Read a psalm every day. Uh, my wife and I, we use a book on prayer and we pray scripture. If you don't know what to say, pick a psalm and pray it back to God. Give thanks. Uh, it's a great opportunity. And let me say, sir, woman, whoever you may be, if you don't know Christ and you're just listening out of curiosity, uh, I must say this, that sometimes God gives a wake-up call in the middle of the night it was Luke 12, a man came, he and his brother were having a dispute over the inheritance, and all of a sudden, he asked Jesus to resolve it, and Jesus said, I didn't come to the earth to resolve well disputes, but let me tell you a story. A man fared well, he kept prospering, matter of fact, he prospered so much he built more barns because they were agrarian culture. said, I'm storing more stuff, more stuff. Why? Why? I'm going to lay it up for years to come. It'd be like a 401k. I'm going to put enough money away that I'm going to be on easy street, man, uh, uh, before this crisis, the market was doing great. But you know what? Jesus said that night, God said to the man, tonight I'm going to take you home. I'm going to take your life. Death is going to be experienced. This man obviously did not know Jesus Christ, was not prepared for eternity. And Jesus then asked him the question, you know, I have time to build barns. You had time to count money. But you never had any time for God. And guess who you're going to meet? It's inevitable that every man, atheist, churchgoer, non-churchgoer, it doesn't matter. Every man, woman, boy, and girl will face God at death. And he will ask, what have you done with me in life? Rejected me? didn't have time for me, uh, I received Christ, I, I know Christ. Are you prepared to die? If God wants this virus to take you, what, what would you say when you see God? Could you ever say, I never had any time for you? 
Well, God says, if you feel that way, I'll arrange eternity where I will have no time for you. And eternity compared to time is a immense difference. So God sometimes uses crises. It brought me to faith, the death of a family member. And I knew I did not know God if I was in the coffin. So when you wake up, when we wake up, that our lives are a mere vapor, a mere breath, and God in mercy has got all of our attention right now. And it's a time to turn to Him in faith and receiving. And if you do know Him, He will not forsake the righteous. You know, I'm just thinking, Andy, it's amazing what God has done with men locked up. He, he walked out of uh, the jail with Philippians, with Colossians, with Philemon, with Ephesians, and you take and you incarcerate a shoe cobbler in England, and he walks out with Pilgrim's Progress. Hmm. Uh, you know, God's people have been shut up before, but it doesn't quench the spirit, and it doesn't uh, thwart the purpose of God. No, it doesn't. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we find ourselves oftentimes looking for anything and everything else but Christ to fill the void. And it does sound rather odd to try and do something for Christ now that you have the time. When we come back, I want to address that a bit further, because I think at the end of the day, Phil, one of the challenges that we have is our serious understanding of the God that we serve. And I think if we got a clearer picture of that, we might find it a bit easier to promote him to the people we love the most instead of letting them go off to another room to play their Minecraft or watch their TV programs or do whatever they do because, well, that's just been the pattern and the habit. Well, it's a pattern and habit that we need to break. And hopefully tonight we're giving you some food for thought, and some some good instruction on how to help break that habit. We'll take a quick time out, pay some bills, and check your traffic. Off to the KFAX Traffic Center now with another look at your commute. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. The phone number is 888-FOR-KFAX. You'd like to... Uh, Check in with us tonight. We'd love to hear from you. If you have questions for the pastor, the pastor is in. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, unlike Lucy, he's not going to charge you five cents. Uh, the call is free, 888-367-5329. He's Pastor Phil Howard, Pastor Emeritus Valley Bible Church, and your host of Truth for Today, Monday through Friday, 5.30 in the morning, Sundays at 8.30. Phil, you were talking uh, a little bit ago about the fact that uh, uh, we need to be reminded from time to time of just who it is that we serve. And I can't help but wonder if that doesn't help when we find ourselves, you know, we sit there and we look at our kids and we start to institute something that they're unfamiliar with. We've got all the time in the world now and we want to open up the Bible and read and pray and sing, as you said. But they give us those blank stares on their face like, what are you doing? We've never done this before, or we've seldom done this. Why now? And it can be quite disheartening. It's at times like that we need to be reminded of who it is we serve, don't we? 
I think so. I, I think so. And it, it's the, uh, uh, I don't mean to bash on anyone, but it seems to be uh, male abdication. And, and that, that's easy to uh, rationalize when a man's put in an eight-hour shift and maybe drove an hour to work, like in the Bay Area, drove an hour to get home, and the man to eat and get cleaned up. I mean, you, you, when you really play that out, that's an exhausting day. Where in that t- 10 hours could he pray with family? Could he lead his children? I mean, okay, if if he did on the weekend or any time, time is, is really a killer of quality family life. It, it's a fight. It's a fight. And here in the Bay Area, with such high economic expectations, of the price we're paying is loss of time with loved ones. I think of you raising five children in an environment where you can be with them more because of location and, and not doing a daily commute. Yeah. Uh, so it's a time to redeem. And men... You may be timid, you may feel awkward, uh, but if you're a believing man, start somewhere and, and tell God you feel uh, inept. And, and don't worry, family time together can be disastrous. If anyone's got to go to the bathroom, it'll be then. <laughs> if anyone's going to get tickled, it'll be then. You know, we have that as family dynamics. We do. Create, create. A, what I would say, a home worship center. We work here, we live here, we learn here, and we actually worship here because Jesus said, I am putting an end to location worship. You don't have to be in a building. You don't have to be at a location. It is the inner chamber of your heart because you have become my temple. You. And so, are you a worshiper? Uh, it is amazing, Andy. Uh, the big, I, I heard and read that the missions is not the goal of God. The goal of God is to have more worshipers, and that's why he saves us sinners. He wants to be worshipped, and he has come in so firmly. I listen to these words. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body you were called to peace. Now, now the rule, it, the idea is let the peace of God be the umpire. Let him call you out or safe. And when you're trusting him, you'll always be called safe. And then he says... Let the message of Christ, the gospel, let that dwell in you richly. And then listen, this is Colossians. Uh, Admonish one another, which means instruct, address the mind through wisdom, psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gripe in your, no, with, with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks.
thanks to God the Father through him. I'm telling you, God has never filled his people with the Spirit to gripe, to complain, uh, or to murmur as the children of Israel did. Change the environment of that whole home. Do your children, does your mate, does what? And if you're there, a widowed person, or by yourself, sing to the Lord yourself. Sing what you know to God. If you have to make up a song of the Spirit, I'm going to sing my thanks to the Lord. Just, just know you, you are the dwelling place of the Spirit, and you may watch church online. Oh, I miss being with the congregation singing. I miss being with the brothers and sisters. But I can never be so isolated that I'm not a worshiper. Because he said, you are my temple. You're the place I want to meet. And sometimes we've all been when a bunch of us came together and you said, it's no worship. Everybody was looking at their watch, couldn't wait to go home. You know what? When your mind gets wrapped up with God, you can't get enough of him and you're not in a hurry. Well, Pastor Phil, you know, I, uh, we're, we're going to take another time out here in just a moment. But as we uh, break for the top of the hour and move into hour number two, I want to spend some more time with you just uh, pulling out your Rembrandt uh, uh, brushes and painting a picture for us of the elder brother who has loved us to the to the nth degree you know uh, friend yeah and we'll do that at the in in hour number two here tonight i there's a couple of things i want to leave you with as we close out the hour tonight uh hour number one anyway um for those of you who are single and you're finding yourself alone, uh, as as a chaplain at Corcoran State Prison for years, I would have pa- uh, inmates come to me and go, well, okay, I've been saved, so now what? I think I need to be uh, find a way to get out of here so I can minister. And I said, no, not necessarily. You've been saved, and now you've got all this time on your hands. You can be that prayer warrior that many of us don't have the time because of family and because of other obligations. Will you not pray for the church at large? Will you not take time to seek God's face on our behalf? That would mean a great deal to each and every one of us. And then husbands. Um, Yeah, it's awkward. Yeah, it's challenging to work into your children's lives. But uh, remember, they're your kids. Do you love them enough to put eternity in front of them and a God who loves and has made them? Do you love them enough? Do you love your elder brother enough to say, yes, uh, I want to stand in the gap. Here am I. Send me. You have been given a unique opportunity. You've got a small group instantly, and that's your family. Take advantage of it. And that, our, that is our encouragement tonight. On the other side of this break, Pastor Phil will spend some time painting that picture for us of just who it is that has redeemed our lives and why we should fall in love with him once again so that we might turn around to that family he's given us and say, Hey, look, come here. I want to tell you about him. 
Quick timeout, pay some bills, check some traffic, and we'll be back with hour number two of Lifeline. Right now, off to the KFAX Traffic Center with another look at your commute.